Hi, and welcome to another episode of Ask a Jew, where a secular, sinful Israeli speaks to holy religious friend. We are the uh, Mark Zuckerberg and um, Elon Musk of Judaism. I am definitely going to be, I want to be Elon Musk. You want to be Elon Musk? Yes. Um, I don't know how I feel about that for you, but no, I f- you, you can be Elon Musk. Yeah, because you're like outspoken and rich and have 18 kids. It's pretty much. <laughs> it's, he's it's, almost Haredi. It's almost. a role you were meant to play. Yeah. He's, I can be Mark Zuckerberg because, he, you know, no social skills and uh, <laughs> a giant brain. That's just me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are they really going to fight in a cage and punch each other? I don't even understand this whole story. I, I don't either. It, it, it's both like sad, but also wonderful. At the it same is. Time. That like, I, I you know, I hope one day you can like, gather your grandchildren around and tell them that you were there to watch the great Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk fight. I keep wanting to say Eli Lake instead of Elon Musk, (laughs) but that's definitely not. Eli should take that as a compliment, by the way. Yeah, I would be team Eli. I think Eli would like crush Mark. I agree. Right? Totally, totally. But I was thinking like, you know, when we're in school and I'm, uh, I know I'm a history person, but like, I'm going to totally mess this up. But like, do you think J.P. Morgan and like Andrew Carnegie like had a cage match? I don't even. I think they lived at the same time. But like, you think they maybe they had a cage match? They, they slapped were like, each other with gloves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we live in the most insane world right well, now. Well, people had duels, right? Yeah, I, that's I, true. I watched Hamilton. I know all about duels. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually that'll... wrote an email. There was um It's a long story, but somebody wrote an email that I was really upset about, had to do with Israel, whatever, it doesn't matter. So I wrote to him and he listens to the podcast, so he'll laugh when I when he hears this. But I wrote to him like, we need to discuss it. You can bring a second and a weapon of your choice because we're having a duel <laughs> over this. And it was pretty funny. Anyway, but yeah, um, I'll be Elon, even if be, he's nuts. But I mean, and you're like very mentally stable. So I, I don't know how that would work. I'm so mentally stable. <laughs> Um, I was just telling someone how normal and mentally stable I am. It was amazing. Here's the difference between us and maybe women and normal women (laughs) and Elon Musk and and, um, Mark Zuckerberg is that if we were either of those people, um, we would just cash out and be like, bye. I'm going to go sit on an island somewhere. I don't want anybody to ever talk about me. I don't want to reach any more peaks. But these guys are like, I need to win. But that, but that's why Elon is as rich as he is because yeah, he's not yeah. sitting back like me, taking vacations every five seconds, and yeah. you know, hardly working. I also like, don't want to win. Like if I'm in a yeah. competition with somebody, I'd be like, uh, "How about you just take this?" Because yeah. I don't. It seems like a lot of work and a lot of mental stress, and yeah. I just concede to you. <laughs> Do you think men are more competitive than women? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, on so? average, I've met very competitive women and yeah, very non-competitive men, but. I think on average, I think I, I would, now that I, now that I say that about myself, I would do very poorly in the Holocaust, I guess, because <laughs> I would just, first of all, I believe, cause you know, I, I defer to authority. So they yeah. would be like, we're going on the trains. We're going on, you know, we're, we're well, just taking you to a, you know, that's a, what happened. A temporary thing. I'd be like, okay, where can I sit? Is it okay if I sit here? <laughs> uh, excuse me. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> turn on the, the air. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh my God. On our vacation, we ended up on a train ride from, cause we took a train from France to Italy. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I don't know if I, sorry if I already said the story on the pod, but we yeah. ended up on a train that was not the train we were supposed to be on. It was a whole long story. <laughs> and we ended up in like basically a cattle car. And it was, 
my poor husband had to listen to me complain for three hours. I thought he had and to listen to your Holocaust jokes for three hours. There were many Holocaust jokes made, but I mean... It's okay. The people around you were probably looking at you and also making Holocaust jokes. Well, I just kept looking around thinking like, these people were probably all Nazi sympathizers. So I didn't care. But anyway, um, getting Nazi back to what we were just talking about. Oh, That's I was going to say, brand. sorry, I was just going to say that I am just not a competitive person. I realize that about yeah. myself. I just, I'm like missing that chip. I don't, I don't know. I'll feel bad if I like, you know, I definitely want in my, maybe in my heart to be that person, but I will not put in the effort. And I, I recognize that. I think I just would rather be liked than win. I oh, hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I definitely need to be liked. If I'm in a room full of a hundred people, and everybody likes me and one person doesn't, I will like walk out of there being like, what did I do wrong? I know. Um, somebody Why once, are we like that? Ugh, I, I know because we're Jews. But somebody once said that, um, I forget where I read it, but I thought it was really interesting that you're always trying to get the person who hates you the most to like you because yeah. they're the person who represents your like inner yeah. fears, right? It's so they're, they're validating all, all your insecurities. Yeah. That's um, so true, by the way. Wow. Yeah. If I tell you where I read it, it's very like, it, it, it will be funny. Where do we in Playboy? Pretty, I, no, oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read it in uh, um, like um, Silence of the Lambs or <laughs> Hannibal, one, like one of those two books. Oh my God. That makes <laughs> so a lot of sense. I get all my life, my life lessons. a lot of sense. Yeah. That's and, so funny. But it's true. And I'm like, I know people who are super competitive and I find it exhausting yeah. Like, it's so but exhausting think, to always want to win everything. I also think some people don't have that um, introspective gene. And, and I don't know if it's gene, but, you know, it's like, or like more neurotic, like constantly like us, we're kind of always looking inside, which to be fair, I think also makes us like nice people for the most part. And, you know, a compassionate well, for, for what that's worth in the world. Um but some people just don't think that much about what they look like and how people feel. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't want to hurt. Like, I call the, you know, I call the, what do you call it? Like, the, the service line of the insurance company because they fuck me over, excuse my <laughs> language. And I find myself apologizing to the lady for, like, being upset. I'm like, I'm sorry in a bad, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting you said that because I think a lot of people are very introspective and I've always struggled with that. Like, I care more about, external um validation thinking, but yeah external validation yeah. thank you for the word rather than like how i feel about myself like i'm not mm -hmm. good at that and it's interesting to segue into something actually serious for a second oh no um no but it's today the holocaust again. no it's not about the holocaust there are other yeah. things yell in the world but <laughs> <laughs> barely but um today is the first day of the month of elul it's Rosh Chodesh, which is okay. the, new, the new month, the new Jewish month. And so that means that we are exactly one month away from Rosh Hashanah, the new Jewish New Year. Okay. And this whole month of Elul is supposed to be the time where you're like, you know, thinking about yourself and your behavior and, or like, you know, things that happened this past year and what you want for next year. And there's just like the whole concept of like spending the month of Elul, like really being introspective. And I just like, it's really hard for me. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to think about myself too much. Like <laughs> I don't want to analyze my behavior or, you know, my thoughts or, you know, whatever. Are you, so you're afraid of what you might find. Um, maybe. maybe I was, um, I thought, I mean, I am very introspective. But but I think I maybe d 
define it differently because I'm also what you describe, which is I get a lot of my validation externally. Like I went to get my hair done the other day and whenever I get my hair done, I'm I'm like, I don't know what, what I, what I think. Like, I don't know what it looks like, especially when they just like start like blow drying it and it's still wet and like, and the, the hairdresser was like so excited about her work. She was like, oh my God, I love it. This came out so beautiful. I'm so happy. And I was like, okay, like I'm, I, I, but, but you know, if she were like, but like, I haven't, I didn't have a a place where I was like, what, how do I feel about this? But I'm like, you're happy. I'm happy. I like it too then. (laughs) Uh, But I recently had a a big, big life decision to make, uh, so to speak. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was hard kind of digging really deep in and being like, what do I want? Right. Because I don't even know because it's hard to like sometimes figure that out amid the the noises. But I mean, some people would, I mean, just because like I was, you know, we're obviously very, very close. So I know about your life choices (laughs) that you have to make. No, it was another, it was a different one. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As if you don't throw up all your information on me all the time. (laughs) Um, No, but like part of it is that I think we, just ask too many people. <laughs> too many oh, yeah, opinions. yeah, yeah. Because I want somebody to tell me what to do. I know, but I think yeah. sometimes we just have to like be I in a quiet room and how much it out. of that is being like kids of the 90s. You know, we yeah. were like, we're not very um, like uh, rebellious. Yeah. I That's don't know. true. But I mean, we, this, if this were a choose, if this podcast were a choose your own adventure, okay? <laughs> yeah. Dear listener. We can pick, like, this is where the, the, the trains separate. We could either talk about whatever you said, the Rosh Chodesh. Yeah. I don't know, something Jewy. Um, yes. Or we can talk about Bradley Cooper's nose. <laughs> Both relevant. Both, Both. very relevant. <laughs> well, I'll just say one quick thing about Elul, the month that we're in, <laughs> okay. and then we'll go to Bradley Cooper's nose. Okay? okay. How about that? Okay. Yay. Okay. So I don't know if you know this. That's why I want to tell you. But I do you know that don't. we blow the shofar every single day in the month of Elul, except no. for Shabbat? By the way, if you don't know what that means, it sounds really dirty. Does it? Blow the shofar every day. <laughs> I have a friend. I have a, a gay friend that I used oh to work with. And every year for Rosh Hashanah, he sends me this meme of like this like guy in a suit and like um, like a hat. And he's like, happy Rosh Hashanah, time to blow the chauffeur. <laughs> wow. And it's so dumb and so oh funny God. at the same time. You're so nuts. Anyway, <laughs> yes, we do. We blow the chauffeur every single day. Of yeah, this transition month. from that, Kyla. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, and, and why, I mean, the normal question that a normal person would ask Yael is, why do we blow the chauffeur every single day <laughs> <laughs> for this month? Um but anyway, I don't know. Yeah. I stopped listening. What? Yeah, I know. You're, I know you don't care about this at all. But anyway, we do that because it's supposed to awaken our insides to like, you know, ask for forgiveness and be introspective. And so just to tie that little bow okay. on top that this whole entire month is really about self-reflection and everybody should take some time and be self-reflective. That's actually that's a uh, that's a good point because sometimes around Yom Kippur I'm like I'm going to meditate and I'm going to like yeah. be all spiritual for 25 hours um while I watch like you know <laughs> reruns of Lost. Um but you know but then it's like what if you don't feel like it that day or what if you're having a hard fast? It's it's I like the idea of giving yourself a month. Maybe do like if you're into challenges, which I kind of am because I'm a basic bitch. Yeah. Maybe I'll do like a, a, a little challenge 
There are uh, lots of them out there, actually. They're really? like writing prompts for every day of Elul. There are really, yeah. yeah. Mm. What you think you just invented that idea? Yeah, I do. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, I'm I'm wow, shocked Mark that there are Jews who are trying to make money off of Elul. But <laughs> they're literally, I literally have like five books in my house that are called Elul Challenge. Restart, restart yeah, your restart. Elul. Exactly. How I to... actually have this book on my desk right now. I'm showing okay. it to you. It's called "This Is Me." A thousand and one questions to learn more about yourself. Look at this. <laughs> of course, I had to I buy can it. Answer at that for Barnes you. I can tell Noble. you. I mean, all about yourself. So, it's so funny. Like some of the questions are great. Like, do you always have to be right? I mean, I do, am always right, so I, I've never really had to encounter that dilemma. Oh my god! Here's a good one. Question 192. Okay. Are you a salad person? <laughs> Metaphorically, or you know Question what? Question eight hundred and forty-two. Who is someone you would want to give your eulogy? That's a good one. Your eulogy? Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually want you to give my eulogy. Oh my god! No, I would um, say everything about you that it has bothered me since I met you. No, I think it'll be hilarious. <laughs> but um, that's that. I love that book. Also, let's. T- I want to talk about the salad bars because, or, or not bar, but. I am a salad person. I don't know, but what does that say about me? I mean, I love salads. I love like burgers too, but yeah. remember, you know, my favorite place was in LA. Wow. Remember in the Beverly Connection, they had soup plantation. You don't know because you're How not. How would I know? I, I mean, I, I remember just, that place, but I, was it a buffet? I feel it like was, was it a, a huge buffet? magical buffet Ugh. of like salads and soup and ice cream and really? like mac and cheese and COVID killed it and oh, probably like salmonella killed it too. But my friend Donna and I used to go there all the time and it's just so magical. I, all right. You like buffets? I, I love can't buffets. Believe, really? Yeah. I'm shocked. I, th- I would never guess I'm, that you would like a buffet. I'm a, I'm a grazer and I like the weirdest, like I like a lot of options. I don't want, yeah. I don't, the reason I don't like a steak and a vegetable is because it's like, I want more things. So I'd rather have like a little bit of steak and right. a little bit of like, you know, apple pie or whatever. I mean, the problem is, I, I agree, it's nice to have a buffet, but I the thing I hate most in this world is standing in line for food. I, it is such a trigger for me. Mm. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> standing in line for food, I feel so uncomfortable in really? my own skin, I, I can't explain But you have to stand it. in line in like nuts. Starbucks or anywhere you order. That doesn't bother me. I don't want to stand. Chipotle. No, mm-hmm. I just don't want to stand holding a plate with oh. a fork, okay? <laughs> and like trying to, it's just, What about I like can't. camp or the army or something yeah, like that? I don't know why it triggers me so much. It just really bothers me. Like when I go to a fancy event and it's like a buffet dinner, I'd rather not eat. Like I really? Oh, it oh, really bothers I, I me. Love, I love a good buffet. When I, I love and, and I'm very strategic about it too. Oh, I'm sure you have a yeah. whole plan. I do. I know. I do. When I was growing up in New York, there was a kosher Chinese restaurant called Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And it was so was. good. It was so good. It was in Flatbush. And they would have um, an all-you-can-eat buffet once a week. Mm. Let me tell you something. They that closed down like, real quick. <laughs> that was an Olympic <laughs> level style. I mean, it was a sport, an Olympic sport, what went wow. on there. Like it's, you cannot make a, a buffet like that in a kosher restaurant. That was like a mistake. I find that as I age, my eating skills have gone down. Like I'll still want, try to eat the same amount, but it will actually yeah. like knock me out on my, on my feet. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I would have to take a nap after a Chinese buffet. No, it's true. Oh, the I only wish place. Do, I wish you could have a purge. Like, you know, that movie, The Purge, 
I wish you could have the purge for one day. You're just allowed to go to a non-kosher place and we can go to like Cheesecake Factory. Well, that's the place you would want me to go to? I mean, uh, for, for this year's purge. Next oh, year's purge, maybe we can go somewhere nicer. I'll tell you what, the, I, I have to take back one thing. The one buffet area that I'm perfectly fine with is breakfast in Israel. Oh, that's Breakfast in Israel at hotels, I'm perfectly fine. Like, the food is amazing. Also, it's they're not meant for, for me. lines. They're, they're not like, lines at all. Like, you just a, There's kind a of, big blob of food in the middle, and everybody just, like, can't, comes at it from all the different angles. Yeah, and there's also know, different stations. Like, it's yeah, totally... I, I love... That's that's the one buffet that Israeli I like. Breakfast, Otherwise, even if you're ew. staying at the shittiest hotel in Israel, the breakfast is going to be lit. I know. Now I just stayed at Kibbutz Degania, not to mm-hmm. not to badmouth it, but it's definitely a one-star hotel. Degania Bet? I was in Degania Bet. Okay. And it is definitely not a luxury. It's mm-hmm. very unluxurious. Um, but even the breakfast was amazing there. Amazing cheeses and labneh and uh, like vegetables. Now you're making and- me, you're really triggering me and it's kind of uncomfortable because you know, I told you before we started this, <laughs> it's morning right now, that I have an apple with me for breakfast and oh, I bit into it. And there's nothing worse, as we know, aside from maybe the Holocaust, maybe, than biting into an apple that's not delicious. That's like yeah. mealy. Ugh. Um, Apples and need to be cold and super crunchy. Crisp, crisp. That's it. Yeah, crisp. Yeah. Exactly. That would be my... my but mushy you know, apples are disgusting. Yeah, and some people like them. Some people can eat mushy fruit, and those people are monsters. I can't. I are you a summer fruit person? You like all the summer, like peaches, yeah. nectarines? Yeah. So the other day, so I've been having, uh, I was a little sick this week, and I wasn't eating uh, well, and then I was just dreaming fantasizing about a bowl full of fruit like I wanted to be like in on like a movie with like a desert island where I went and like just found all the fruit and I went I woke up in the morning I went to Whole Foods and I got like a watermelon and a nectarine and a kiwi and I put all in a bowl and I put some Israeli feta Mm. on there too and I went to Trader Joe's because they have Israeli feta which is really expensive but I love it and also, I dropped one box on the floor before I bought one <laughs> accidentally. Oh so I feel like I Did supported you have to pay it. For it. No, but I feel like I, I like flagged down somebody. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, sorry, I spilled something. But I feel like I did it for the people of Israel because that way I supported. Like it's like buying two for the for Trader Joe's, right? Like they mark off two: the one that I bought and the one that I dropped. Yeah, that's true. So it's really a Zionist act. Wow. Um, Actually, my friend worked at um, Trader Joe's for a long time, and he said that you can ask to taste things. Oh, and they I will heard open, that. They will open whatever you want to taste, and the, the employees like it because then they finish it like in the back <laughs> later. I hope they all ate my cheese though off the uh, floor. I hope no, not. No, it was in a box, but oh, okay. it but it like kind of cracked. Anyway, all that to say, I made myself a delicious uh, giant fruit plate with cheese, and then my stomach yeah. hurt. But yeah, it was delicious. Hurt. I know. Yeah. When I went to visit your parents in Tel Aviv in their apartment, mm-hmm. they served me watermelon and feta. Yeah. And it was delicious. That's, that's yeah. their, their jam. Yeah, it was oh. nice. Wait, can we go back to Bradley Cooper's nose? Okay, yes. Um, I'm just, uh, I, I really, I've searched deep in my soul. I read the book, 101 Reasons Why You Should Care About Bradley Cooper's <laughs> Nose. And I cannot fathom any type of emotion other than a giant yawn in the face of this controversy. What, what, am I wrong? Well, I really don't care about Bradley Cooper's nose. I mean, I like Bradley Cooper's real nose. Yeah. I like What's, Bradley Cooper in real, in, I mean, in regular, like he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I can't decide if I'm more annoyed at the reaction to it mm-hmm. or to the thing that happened. Because, like, yeah. I just maybe we should tell people are not a lot of people are not going to know what we're talking about by the way because not everyone is as insane as we are and like on Twitter not everybody's in reading. tune yeah. with Bradley Cooper's I tweeted the other day I said everything I've learned about this has been against my will <laughs> like I've not sought out any information but as it is for, for the people listening to this podcast yeah. they're going to find out about this against their will no, and, and they and do this not is care important. it's important that you know honestly and even if this is uncomfortable you should listen because you need to know what's going on in the world um, so Bradley Cooper you know Sexy sex pot. Um, everybody, if you don't know who that is, like really can't help you there. Um, <laughs> but he's playing uh, Leonard Bernstein in a movie. Who's Leonard uh, Bernstein? He's a Jewish composer, right? Who uh, once um, um, hosted the Black Panthers at his uh, residence. I'm kidding. I don't think that actually happened. Oh but that's God. the only thing I know about Leonard Bernstein is um, uh, the book, uh, the short story "Radical Chic" by Tom yeah. Wolfe. Right. which you should read if you haven't, where it's a story about Leonard Bernstein and his wife hosting the Black Panthers at like a radical chic Upper West Side swanky so apartment. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's playing this dude um, and he, I guess to look more like him or whatever, he is, you know, wearing a bit of a prosthetic nose and um, people are concerned because big noses, Jewish stereotypes, this is true. That is a Jewish stereotype. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I can't, I, I, I would like, sometimes I would like to care, but maybe I'm just, I lack the empathy for nose controversies. Well, I think the story is weird because if you look at pictures of Leonard Bernstein and Bradley Cooper without the prosthetic nose, they looks very similar. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they made that choice to have to like enhance his nose. It is yeah. weird. But the reaction to it also creeps me out a little bit and makes me upset because I don't know, like, I really respect a lot of the Jewish social media influencers who like put themselves out there and are so yeah. incredibly like pro-Israel and pro-Jews and like do so much, I think, in the social media space. I really respect them a lot. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I'm like, why is this the fight or the hill that we're going to die on? Like, yeah. who cares? I t- I'll tell you why. Because people are infected with the identity politics, yeah. social justice fight, and they see it they see other groups doubling down on it and they're like, we need to double down on this too. So, you know, if if it was somebody Asian, let's say, and they did something with their eyes, you know, Asian activists would be up in arms. So, so, you know, I, I understand that. I don't agree with it, but there is, we talk a lot about David Baddiel's book, Jews don't count and how, you know, it is, it is kind of funny or funny or sad or whatever sometimes to see like how people get outraged about everything except for when it comes to Jews. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Um, so but aren't we healthier? I, I don't know. I just feel like we're healthier when we just ignore this. Yes, kind of stuff. It's who stupid. Cares? It's like, stupid. Who, especially when upset? they're, when there are actual things and you're talking about the Jewish influencers who do really speak up when bad things happen too. But I'm talking yeah. about the average Joe who or the average, I don't know what's a Jewish name, average, average Josh, um, <laughs> who is like, you know, offended by this. And there's also something similar we spoke about um, a while back about um, a Jewish actress being cast for the tour of Hello Dolly. Really? Who gives I a know. fuck? Who cares? Um, a right. non-Jewish actress, sorry. Well, and it's happening right now with the Golden Mayer movie. There's yeah, a new we movie coming about that out. Too. Right. It's with coming Helen out this Mirren. week. Yeah. And Helen like, Mirren is playing Golda. And it's just I, like, 
What I've an said honor. this before. I've said this before. It's it, juice. It's not going to get better than Helen Mirren. I know. It's I just know. not like who do who do you want who do you want to play like Golda Meir? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, there could be other. And so this is the nose thing is one 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 part of this, but the other part is like people are like well there are enough talented Jewish actors who can play Ugh. Bernstein, and that's where I really dig my heels in deep. I'm like shut up. People oh are God. like. Jake Gyllenhaal can play. I'm like, first of all, Jake Gyllenhaal is about as Jewish as Bradley Cooper is. <laughs> you know, just because he has like a, I don't know, like. Also, I hate him, but that's you a hate thing. him. Yeah. Why? Because uh, I find him a, to be a bad actor and really? asexual, and I can't tell his him or his sister apart. Like they both look like <laughs> the same kind of blob of to me. I um, liked him in that movie with Anne Hathaway. Um, what was that movie called uh, about the drug maker, the pharmaceutical? I don't oh, know. I Love and other drugs. I liked oh, him in okay. that movie. By the way, that's something to talk about too, because you know the hot the hot thing right now in in Netflix world in content world is to talk about um, you know the, the Jewish family who was behind um, oh, all the, the pain medications, the Sacklers. Yeah, yeah. Um, which but, I think is a deeper discussion to have, by the way, than yeah. Bradley Cooper's notes. But, but like, guys, like, come on, Bradley Cooper. Like, what, what are we fighting for here? Do I we know. really need to like open up our our binder full of Jews and be like, <laughs> well, uh, you know? And by the way, and I've said this before, this only happens when it's a good character, right? right? When it's a bad right. person, like, right. like I mean, bad quote unquote. You know, Oppenheimer, there wasn't that much of an outrage of like, well, Oppenheimer wasn't played by a Jew. That's true. Because people are like, no, we want to play the good guys. I'm like, stop falling into this trap of identity politics. It's not working for other groups. Um, and it, it shouldn't work for us, too. And yeah. I understand the pull towards it. I do. I understand the pull to like, well, why are if everybody's doing it, why aren't we doing it? It's very natural. But it, it's where I, I want to think that we're above that. We have bigger Fish yeah, to fry. I definitely don't want a Jewish actress playing me in the story <laughs> of my life. Definitely not. Who do you want playing you? Who I don't know. Dream? Someone really like Aryan. Yeah, I, I want someone like hot. Like I mean, sorry, hot. like hot. Like, she could be yeah. Jewish hot. Like I wouldn't mind. You know, if Nellie Portman wants to play me, I'd be honored. <laughs> but I wouldn't. You know. But, yeah. Gal Gadot playing Gal Yeah. <laughs> What? This summer, <laughs> Natalie Portman, Gagadot, they started out as mortal enemies. <laughs> then they discovered podcasting. Oh, oh my God. My this, God. Nobody's going to watch this movie. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. <laughs> not even. It's going to be like, you know, on Amazon Prime, you can watch things with ads because they're not like actually Amazon Prime. That's going to be what our, our <laughs> going to be like is going to be. Or one of those. Like, exactly. <laughs> the story of these two losers. <laughs> Who thought they were so funny and smart, so they started a podcast. <laughs> oh my god! I was. I have a. Uh, I, I was talking for work yesterday with um, somebody from a company. Like a, it was like a sales call. Somebody was like trying to get me to buy a software that I that I need for um, podcasting um, statistics, data, whatever. And I was almost embarrassed to be like, "She's like, what do you know about podcasts?" And I was almost like. It was kind of like confessing that you have like a stamp collection. I know. <laughs> I was like, so well, true. actually, 
I don't have a podcast. Why do I do that? Why I also get really weird when people are talking about podcasts and then they're they're like, oh, Chaylea has a podcast. And I'm like, oh, cringe. I don't know why. I mean, we should be proud. Like we want people to listen. I mean, I'm proud of of this podcast, but I'm not proud of the idea that I have a podcast. You know what I mean? It's not like something I would put like on a dating profile. Well, it's probably because everybody's doing it now. So it feels like so basic. Yeah. But ours is good. So and and the more you listen to other podcasts that aren't good, the more you'll feel better about (laughs) us. Really? I only listen to amazing podcasts, so well, I don't know. we all yeah. But I'm saying, like, if you listen to a podcast, has like you know 40 listeners, not right, like the ones true. we listen to are are fairly like they've gotten to our attention because yeah, I don't know, people have talked about them. I listen to I, yeah, the ones I listen to are really well done. But um, the I've actually I have a question for you this week. You have a like a listener question? Yeah, Is it about well, Bradley Cooper's nose? No. It's okay. not. It's actually my own question because I was reading. Um, Wait, but have we resolved this? Should we have we determined that we shouldn't care and like just care about other yeah, things? Yeah, a hundred percent. Care about other things. I do not care. I'm so happy Bradley Cooper is going to be in too, any because, movie. By the way, I think anti-Semitism wise, I think it's a good thing because if people look at that and be like, "Wow, Leonard Bernstein, he was a Jew and he was kind of hot," because yeah. it's Bradley Cooper. You know, did you be like, like him? Did you like yes. Bradley Cooper in the yes. Lady Gaga movie? Oh yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite. I loved him in that movie, movie. but yeah, but no, I like him in everything. He's actually a good actor. He's not just he beautiful for that movie. Being. What's it called? Uh, a Star Is Born. Yeah, he changed his voice. Do you know that he like worked on it for like a year yeah, to like can change, change the if he can change or... his voice, he can change his nose, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it says a lot about me that I loved that character in that movie because he was so damaged and not normal. See, but. I love the character in uh, what's called American Sniper. That's like my, yeah, my type, like the Obviously. dumb Navy SEAL. Yeah, that's who's like has a good heart, but he keeps like <laughs> killing things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the drug addict who can't, you know, function in real life because I'm going to save him. Well, there's plenty of those out there for you <laughs> if you ever need one. <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't I, know, have I we ever talked about reality? five of them on the subway <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that you can save. Have we ever talked about reality bites on this podcast? No, I'm you know not the sure movie? I've seen it, yeah. You've never seen it? No, with Christian Slater, right? No. What, what, what are know. you talking about? You've never seen Reality Bites. No. Are we going to do, do 40 minutes of this? Like, yes. I can't believe you've never seen it? Okay. No. Seriously, you've never watched it with Ethan Hawke and no. Ben Stiller? I, I know of it. And Winona Ryder? No. Janine Garofalo? No, I what? know all these people are, are people. It's my favorite movie. How could really? you not know that movie? What's it about? Oh, it's about, like... It's, it takes place in the 90s, and it's, like, these college graduates, like, trying to figure themselves out after college graduation. And it's the most 90s movie that you can ever see because it's just, like, the most Gen X character. You know what my favorite like, yeah. time of movies is? Like, my favorite genre? I don't know if it's a genre, but I'd like to call it a genre right now. I saw the movie Rat Race the other day, which is wonderful. Oh and I think God, it's, like, from 2001. So okay, here's, here's my genre. It's between like modern history, like time now, but before iPhones. So like anything between 2000 and 2007, that's my favorite genre of movies. Cause it's like, everything looks normal and everybody looks and sounds normal. Except they like they're calling their answering machines to like yes. get their messages, and they you have and to, then they go yes. to drive, and they're like, "We don't know where we're going." Yes, like, <laughs> Reality Bites is that. But there's this like this the plot is that 
Winona Ryder is like stuck between these two guys, right? And okay. I mean, I'm not going to do justice in explaining it, but <laughs> Ben Stiller is like the corporate guy, you know, mm-hmm. who like has a nice car and earns a good living, but he's like basic, you know? Mm-hmm. And Ethan Hawke is like the tortured artist who okay. has no money and gets fired from his job for eating a Snickers bar, you know, that he stole. <laughs> like, and he's just like greasy, but oh, like. Wholesome. Yeah, but it's just, and I just, oh my God, the Ethan, I just love the Ethan Hawke character. So anyway. But. I'm, I'm sure I will like choose, like within 40 seconds of watching that movie, I will choose Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I like, no, definitely not for me, but um, no, it's good. You should watch it. it. You have okay. to watch that movie. Wait, so what was the question? Um, oh, okay. About reality Bites. So I was reading um, the latest op-ed piece from Avi Mayer in the um Jerusalem Post. He's the editor-in-chief of the Jerusalem Post. And he was writing about Sundays in Israel, bringing Sundays to Israel. And it's something that we talk a lot about because my brother is actually here in town right now in in California who lives in Israel. Um, And he says the worst part about living in Israel for him is Mm. that he doesn't have a Sunday. Yeah, And I was curious, like, if you had thoughts on that, like, what do you, I mean, I think it's one of those things you don't know that you're missing until you don't have it until you go somewhere else. I'm sorry. And then you realize people do have Sundays because when I was growing up, we went to school six days a week. Right. And everything was like six days a week, Sunday to Friday. And then I think I've told the story before, but uh, when I was growing up, I really liked Garfield cartoons like uh, and Garfield hates Mondays. And I was (laughs) I was always confused. I was like, what's wrong with Mondays? Well, I what a random day to hate. Uh, That's really, so didn't funny. Like, I never thought of that. It's so it, true. It None of that click. makes sense. Yeah. Didn't click till a little later on. Um, but we kind of have Fridays. Like a lot of people don't work on Fridays or they work. Yeah. No, I don't know. The thing is, you don't, the, the nice thing about having a two day weekend is you don't get the, I know like some people, I know one specific person who's going to mock me for saying the Sunday scaries, but yeah. I'm saying it anyway, <laughs> but you don't have that. Cause like, you know, in Israel, like Friday night comes and then like you're already in Saturday. You're already on the last day of your weekend. Right. So, you you know, you don't have that. that yeah. And if you keep rest. Shabbat in Israel, yeah, like you really you don't do have that day to like spend with your family uh, or do is anything. Is that why Avi Mayer was saying that? Because cause that makes sense, I guess. Because yeah, Friday I mean, you're prepping for Shabbat. Yeah, there's no day off. I mean, there, I mean, yeah. Shabbat is a day off, but like if you want to go to the beach with your kids or you want to go to an amusement park or or even get errands done, like there isn't yeah. really a good day to get it done. But Yeah. Well, I, I suppose... Yeah, go ahead. Maybe maybe Haredi people can get Sunday <laughs> and do, we can split. Because we're splitting, you know, I think we're I think we're splitting up, right? No, we're breaking up. I hope not. Um, That's terrible. So you guys can keep Sunday and we'll keep Shabbat. We'll yeah. do our things on Shabbat. And that way you don't have to sit next to us in uh, buses and trains and stuff. Yeah. I just think it's funny <laughs> that in Israel and it's like six days a week and here people are talking about like three-day work weeks and like yeah. four-day weekends. And it's just, we're so, people don't want to work. I mean, I, myself included, I'm being honest. Yeah. Like I love the No, work. no. But, but you know why we don't want to work? Because we have worked. Yeah. I've worked for 20 years. I mean, yeah. 20 is an exaggeration because I'm including my schooling in there. Right. But I've had jobs for, let's see, I'm, I'm like counting now, like real like office jobs, three, five, I can't do the math, eight, oh my uh, God. Plus didn't you go to Harvard? Yeah, but we didn't. I didn't <laughs> learn math there. 
Um, I think I've had jobs for like 17 years, right. like a job where I had a responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And I'm done. I'm done. I want to People have retire. worked for 80 years. We're, we're, she, we're like, yeah. this is embarrassing. People but in a weird way, in a weird way, like, and, and I actually like my job and I, I, I enjoy what I do and I think I, I add value. Um, I'm saying this in case somebody from work is listening. Um, <laughs> no, but, it, but I, I do. I'm, I'm lucky um, to enjoy it. But like we put a lot of effort into this podcast, right? And I mean, I do. Um, and interesting, you know, <laughs> you know, I find myself like, if I look back at like, like I do like work that is like, I'll, I'll, I'll put in work for something that feels like about. I want to, I want to grow, yeah, you know, yeah. and you know, it's different than when you work for somebody yeah. else. Like you don't have necessarily that burning the midnight oil for growth. It's interesting. Cause my son Shimshin, who's my third, he's 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his first job because he had a month oh. between yeshiva ending and yeshiva starting. So he was mm-hmm. home for a month. So he got a job because I'm like, you're not sitting here all day, every day, just doing nothing. So we have a friend who owns a print shop by the oh, way, wow. if you need any printing done, sprinting is the place you should go. <laughs> Not sponsored, but you should they definitely should. send they your stuff to sprinting. Um, okay. But anyway, so Shim's been working at um, at sprinting because right now they have their busy season because Rosh Hashanah is coming up. So like all the Chabad's and Jewish organizations mm. are printing all their materials and calendars and because a new year, you know, all so that. What kind so, of work? So he he's been literally he's probably doing, running. He probably bought the place already. No, 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 no. Like that's the point of the story is that he's actually doing like manual labor. Like he's mm. folding the calendars and sticking envelopes in for donations and hole punching things. And yeah. he's like really experiencing like manual labor. And the other day I picked him up from work and he gets in the car and he's like, I don't know. I've had this job for two weeks. How do people do this for their whole lives? Yeah. He's like, I hate it. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, how sad that like the idea of like having a job like that forever is so unappealing to him. And it's like, my job is so different than that, right? Because my job yeah. is more, you know, thought, like I have to like yeah. think about my job. And sometimes I sit at my desk and I'm like, I just want a job where I have to fold calendars all day. Like yeah. I don't... I don't want to do any thinking, you know? So it's funny. It's always like the grass is always greener. Yeah. I think about that too sometimes. Like I once heard somebody said that like creative people, you know, like writers and stuff, if they need a job that they might, you know, like you would be like, oh, they take a marketing job or something. Some of them would prefer to to be like a barista at Starbucks or something where they don't have to, you know. So I think, yeah. although I feel like being a barista at Starbucks would be really stressful, like remembering all those drinks. I know. I How think I feel like I've always had my all my jobs have been jobs that like come home with me and sit on oh, my head yes. and that I have a to think hundred, about all the time. Hundred percent. So what appeals to me are the kind of jobs where you just work and leave, and then it's not your problem. Like none of it matters after you yeah. leave. That's kind of what I all what my I envy to yeah. this day. Like I don't like if yeah. I go to a movie theater and there's no reception, I'll get like a little <laughs> a little itchy because I'm worried that somebody will need me. Um, yeah. when I worked at, at, you know, at NYPD, I would have like, I'd get phone calls in the middle of the night right. a lot of times and right. I didn't always have to do something, but you know, yeah. um, but yeah, I, 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 that's, that's, that's very true. That's also like, I think part of our like, uh, personality is like, we don't really know how to switch off. Yeah, that's true. Which but like, good. I look at Trader Joe's like, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could just work <laughs> at Trader Joe's. But then I'm no, like, no, these people make- are so annoying and friendly. You'd have to like, make small stop. talk with people. But I don't want to be like, oh, you, are you day? making zucchini soup? Like, what are you doing with 25 zucchinis? You watch it fuck up. It's not your Netflix business. Lately. Ugh, I know. Yeah. I had a, a so um, I had, um, I, I was uh, for work yesterday. I had a couple of sales calls I had to do because I'm looking at the software 
And there was one, one of the salespeople was like from, I don't know, not from New York. And I guess he had like talking points of like things. He was like, he was like, oh, so last time I was in New York, I went to this bar. Have you been there? And I'm like, no, I don't leave my house. Um, but I, that's why I could never, I don't think I could ever do sales. Never. I could never. My grandfather was a salesman. He sold really? plastic. Yeah. Oh, wow. But he had that kind of personality. Like he would go, and it's also different today. I don't know if it's the same, but he would go to like trade shows and spend, you know, a really? week just like walking booth to booth and talking to people. But he was such a gregarious person. And so he like, it was good for him. I don't think he was ever, he never like made it super rich being a salesperson. It was always kind of like a mediocre job, but it was, that's what he did, you know? And he sales is stressful. It is. It is. Because you're relying on other people for your success. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, Like you could be a a good salesman. And but also I know myself and I've done a little bit of sales in like college. Um, and I know myself, like I would be talking to people and be like, You're right, it's too expensive. Like (laughs) you can do you should you should, you know, you You know what? Yeah. Don't (laughs) don't worry about it. I'm sorry for for bothering you. Totally. Um that's so funny. Okay, we had but, some. You want to do some listener questions? Yes. Or what are we doing? Yes. Yeah, I don't have them in front of me, but I remember the. Okay. I I, I remember one. <laughs> very professional podcast. Very. Um, just assume the person said something really nice about us, and you know they're <laughs> from somewhere exotic. Um, no, but somebody asked about. And I think we've gotten this question before about if Orthodox people can have pets. Oh, um, I feel like we talked about this. Um, Did we? So, hmm, Orthodox people generally... you don't really see a lot of people in Williamsburg uh, yeah. sitting people walking around with eight kids and like a German shepherd. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that's a very specific example and a very good yeah. one of where you would not see that happening. <laughs> um, so generally, Orthodox people don't have a lot of pets or any pets, um, mm-hmm. mainly like because they have a lot of kids and probably live in two small places. But also there is some, there are like, there are some minor issues with like Jewish law and having pets. Um, So I think people just stay away from it. There's also like the whole Holocaust thing, like a lot of Hasidim and Eastern European Jews and descendants of them like have a lot of trigger trauma from like dogs from the Holocaust. Um, What about like a pug or a poodle? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I only want to do Heil Hitler when I see German shepherds. Otherwise I'm fine. (laughs) I just can walk by and pet them nicely. Like when I see a German shepherd, I just immediately stand at attention and like stop what I'm doing. So yeah, but um, it's it's interesting. I mean, obviously, like halachically, for according to Jewish law, you could like especially to use for agricultural purposes. I mean, Jews were always shepherds or had farms, and yeah. you can have working, pe- you know, working dogs and all that. For but like the Talmud does say, like you need to tie up your dog if they're wild. Um, there's like a lot of you're not allowed to spay and neuter your animals. By the way, oh really? It's against oh, halacha. Yeah. Yeah. But so people get around that by like adopting pets who are who are already um oh, gotta gotta love the workaround. Yeah. Um and there's I mean I'm sure some rabbis would say you can do it, but I think that's pretty much against I, I just Jewish thought you law. people don't like uh animals and, and love and uh <laughs> affection. <No. laughs> I thought that was the reason. No, that is not why. Um I would sometimes I really think about getting a dog, but I know I would do nothing to take care of it. It would all be fall on to Baruch, so yeah. And he would never get a pet, so. I'm thinking that. of getting um, one of my dropouts because, you, you know, I, I volunteer with these um, um, police dogs in training. Um, and yeah. they're they're all Labradors. They're all super well-trained. And 
they drop out a lot of the program. You should get one. Um, yeah, they're they're super expensive though. I mean, even yeah, I think maybe I'll get a discount because I'm a <laughs> I'm a volunteer. But you know, what's interesting a Jewish interest a, an interesting Jewish law about owning pets is that mm-hmm. um, you don't have to feed them kosher food except huh. on Passover. You cannot. <laughs> you have to feed them kosher for Passover food. Wait, what? Tell, please. Yeah. What? What? What are the rabbi? How do the rabbis come? come <laughs> well, because you're not allowed to own anything that's not kosher for Passover. Like you can't oh. own chametz on Pesach, so you can't have dog food or cat food that isn't kosher for Passover. So every year, there's like a list that comes out from one of the kosher brands of like all the dog food and cat food that has that's kosher oh. for Passover. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Wait, but what if your dog is a Jew? <laughs> Does he have to eat kosher then? I've, no. I, oh, you mean like during the year when it's not Passover? Yeah. Yeah. yeah How do you, you know have to your dog is Jewish meat. or like Episcopalian or something? Yeah. Well, you ask them and do then you, they tell um, you which kind of synagogue they grew up going to. And then <laughs> it depends. You, do you have to circumcise them? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> No, but it's an interesting, it's it's a funny thing. You have to get kosher for Passover pet food. But that's not because the dog has to eat that. Like, no, it's let's just, say you, yeah, you, you send eat. the dog away to like... Yeah, by the Passover. way, you could do that. You could sell your pet to like someone for eight days and then not worry about it. No, but let's say you're going on vacation to Cancun, as, our, as many of yeah. our people do on <laughs> Passover, and you put your dog in the doggy daycare for Passover. Does he have to eat? kosher for Passover there too? No, or no, no, It's no. more about your home. No, it's about your home and what you own and what you do. Yeah, yeah. If you sell it, it, if you like give your dog away for the week, it's what fine. What if you, what if you're eating, what if your dog eats the day before you start Passover, eats some non-kosher <laughs> food and then he poops in the house it's fine. on Passover? It's not edible. It's fine. Okay, but it's in the house and it's like. It's no, but anything like, that's not edible is, you don't have to worry about it. Got it. Like, if it's not suited to eat, it's not. Who said this podcast isn't educational? And also, like, let me remind everyone I'm not a rabbi. So, if you (laughs) have another opinion or you have have some more information, please feel free to share. I can't wait for your father to listen to this episode. And (laughs) I like that you think that he listens, he does not listen. Oh, no. Because he tried once and he was so annoyed at what I was saying. He's like, I'm never (laughs) listening to another episode again. As long as he was, it wasn't because something I said. No, it was like, purely what I was saying. He's like, you're <laughs> such a dumbass and I'm not listening to you ever again. But that's fine. That's fine. My mother listens religiously, which is very really? nice. Yeah. Now I feel bad because I made a joke that was not, was a little sexual in content earlier. She doesn't care. Okay. She only I'm cares sorry. if I say it. She okay. doesn't care if you say it. I, I You didn't laugh, so that's Oh, fine. good. I didn't think um, it was funny. <laughs> well, probably you didn't understand. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'll explain I it later. Understand. You're yeah. right. I didn't understand it. I don't understand anything about. Oh, I'll explain later. Sex. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Wait, do we have another question now that we've resolved that? I one? think, didn't you? There was another question about what was the other one? We're, I mean, do you hear us? Like, do we, are we professionals? What are we doing? Well, we're actually, um, this is actually, um, we did a an audience. What do you call it? Like a an audience uh, test, and they told us that uh, it sounds better if we we look like we don't know what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, sure, exactly. So our mark our marketing uh, it's VP more of marketing yeah. suggested that we go this route. Didn't someone ask us about auto pay on Shabbat? Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> this is a I good question. Remember. What yeah. what happens? Yeah, what happens if if you have auto pay set up for like your 
utilities or something. That's fine. It's not it's a problem. Fine. We don't use, obviously, we don't handle money on Shabbat. It's against Jewish law. Yeah. Um, but isn't, doesn't BNH have something with their website on yeah, Shabbat? Yeah, they shut down. I think they close. They're only open six days a week. But if you have auto pay, like, I guess to sum it up, we keep Shabbat, but like our mm-hmm. machines don't. So like my lights are on, my air now conditioning is running, is my fr- refrigerator question. is running. But so the same thing, if you have something set up on your computer automatically, um, it can happen on Shabbat and holidays. It's not an issue because you're not actually doing anything to make it happen specifically on that day. Do you know what the possibilities are here, what you just said? (laughs) Like if fast forward into the future where we all have robot girlfriends, like a Hasidic guy could have a robot girlfriend who's not Jewish Well, and doesn't keep kosher. Because our machines don't keep Shabbat. I'm going to send that question to some rabbis and see what they think about that. You know what? We we need to do like a, we need to have like an AI. What's a robot girlfriend? Um, I don't know. Something that I think will happen soon if it doesn't exist anymore. Like, you know how people. Something to like have sex with or like, do you mean? No, like both like emotional, you know, support. That is such an interesting. I never thought about that. Like, oh really? You think one day there's going to be that was a movie? What, that movie? What was it called? Oh, I never like. Do you think one day you could just have these like robots yeah. like in your yeah. home that do 100%. different? That could like yeah. change a lot of marriages. Yeah, I mean, there's a, you know AI. So okay, sorry. Ew, I don't know. Kyla's mom, can you um, <laughs> go do something for thirty seconds? I'm sorry, um, but I am very interested in, and I've read a book about how. The porn industry, like, influences, is, like, at the forefront of every technological advancement oh, from the beginning of time. Right. From, like, VHS tapes to Blu-rays and DVDs. Like, it's always a porn industry has kind of always taken the, those risks and led the charges and also found, like, what people are interested in. Interesting. And it's all about, like, virtual reality and AI now. And people are, like, you know, have these, these masks where they can put on and they're, like, they have you know, they're, they're having sex with somebody in, in VR. virtual reality, in VR. And, you know, and then there's all this talk about like, you know, we have to talk about ChatGPT and all this like human machine learning and and you can get, you can teach something to respond to you because all these machines are meant oh. to please you, right? So they're, you know, you, you, can, you can create something through your relationship that will respond well to what you need. So I think people... I, I still think people will always need each other and want each other, but people who want to opt out of that or can't will find that ways. in. in well, don't yeah. you think that's happening already? People find ways. Yeah, yeah, and people find a lot. People find a lot of like parasocial relationships, and a lot of people aren't like dating. I mean, this is a whole this is a weird sharp turn, but <laughs> forget where where I where I read about this. Maybe it was in Barry Weiss's The Free Press. They're talking about how just a lot of women are opting out of dating and and I know a lot of women who are wonderful and beautiful and they're just like not interested um that's too bad yeah there's um yeah the whole kind of sex industry will probably shift dramatically as technology gets better yeah I mean I I think I think it already is I think it already is I mean for if, if for people who are interested there is like just a lot of it might be hard Googling it because if you Google porn and like, you, I don't know what you might find, but um, there's just so much data available because right. like these web that, you know, the, the, the porn websites are some of the biggest, 
most trafficked websites in the world. Right, and they, right. They, they like know their stuff. So all of my, you know, I'm the oldest of six and mm-hmm. everybody lives, three of us live here locally and three live away. So over the past two weeks, everybody has been home together at my parents. Mm-hmm. So we've been spending a lot of time together and it was super fun. And I just love my siblings so much and we have a great time and all the kids That's playing. So it's nice. been really nice. But one of the things that we were talking about is we grew up on a block and at the corner on this block that we grew up on, on the corner had a video store. It was called mm-hmm. Star Video. And anybody okay. who grew up in Long Beach is going to know what I'm talking about. And we would rent movies from there occasionally. Like we didn't grow up having a TV in our house, but yeah. we had what was called a monitor. And officially that monitor was like to watch Jewish videos or like the Chabad telethon or like my father sometimes would watch sports, but like, okay. you know, whatever. But it didn't have like live TV. So we would rent movies at Star Video, but Star mm-hmm. Video had... The secret section. A room that had a yeah. curtain, okay? <laughs> and the curtained off room had all the like porn and rated X movies. And I just remember being like a young teenager, like, 12, 13 years old, yeah. they're like trying to rent a movie and watching guys walk back there and just being like, what the hell? Like, I just couldn't wrap my head around it, right? And my brothers were just telling me a story that they remember being in there and seeing someone come out that they knew. We knew somebody who came out of that room. Wow. And how we were just laughing so hard. We we're like, could you imagine before technology, like when we were growing up, like you had to go to a I video remember store it. and walk into those back rooms with curtains and rent movies that are disgusting. I, I worked at a DVD library. You did? By the way, speaking of jobs, that was one of my best job ever. I just sat there. I was in college. I sat there watching DVD. Like we would watch all the movies and we would order food, like pretty much everything we made. In the yeah. at, like at work at the shift, we would just buy like get takeout <laughs> and do our homework for school. That's funny. Um, but yeah, but upstairs yeah. there was like the sexy section, and yeah. I remember like one time one of our regular like just like a nice normal couple who came all the time with their family, and then one day they came and they got like some sexy ones, oh and I'm, I'm still traumatized by that yeah. encounter. <laughs> Um, it's funny because I remember being like as a teenager looking at looking for a video and feeling even scandalized like if there was a picture on the video cover like if it was like sexy like a couple kissing or yeah. whatever and I would like quickly read the back and like look at it and like be so, like I would want to rent that movie so badly but you know obviously putting it back and we were telling my kids you know we would rent almost like the same 12 movies over and over again. Is it all Schindler's List? Oh my God, no. And Yentl? No. <laughs> but we would literally, like, we would rent Flubber and, I don't know, there were like 10 <laughs> movies that we just- Free Willy. Out. Yeah, Free Willy or like, yeah. I mean, we were big Sandlot. My brothers loved the Sandlot. I have four younger brothers, so that was a big movie. But like, we would go and we'd be like, hey, we're getting a new movie. And then all the new movies were out because if you yeah. came, you know, too late, whatever. It was like a whole culture of like renting Aww. movies. I, oh God, I remember those days I of know. like watching the same movie. Yeah, we would watch the same mine, thing over and over. Mine were, because we also had a, another library growing up. And then we had, this is like very high tech. In the 90s, we had the video like, um, you know, like uh, vending machines. Oh, yeah. Um, that was like super high tech. Yeah, we didn't have that. But, but my grandparents had a TV, by the way. Mm. So when we would go to my grandparents' house, 
we could not move away from the TV. We were so like glued. We were like so excited to have TV. My grandparents would get so upset at us. But my grandmother was so funny because she was like old fashioned. I mean, you know, she was my grandmother, but she would video, she would tape stuff for us from TV. She would tape like figure skating for us because she loved figure skating. So she would tape it and send it to us. I would tape so much. I know. She would, she would buy like these stacks of VHSs at Costco Mm -hmm. and she would, um, she would send us videos. So one day she sent us this TV movie about anorexia. And I'm like, what part of us looks like we need to know about anorexia? Like, I think we're fine. But we watched that movie like 25 times. Goldie and I, my sister, we could like repeat the words, like every sentence. But it was like so fun for us because they were and like, look, nice it worked. Cool. You're not anorexic. <laughs> Definitely not anorexic. <laughs> Recovering anorexic when I look great. Um, God, no. anorexia was all the rage in the 90s, oh my right? God, it was everything. like, you know how many assemblies like, we had about it? Like, every not to we, minimize because I do know it's an awful, awful it disease is. and, and it it's is. terrifying what it does to people. But like, think about the things now we're like worried. I feel like today we're worried about like mass shootings. Yeah. And back then we were like really worried about catching anorexia. <laughs> Um, I used to dream that it would be a, a contagious. I'm like, I just need a little. I need, I need like a small dose. A little, like of anorexia. Two weeks, two weeks of anorexia. I know. Not to. I know it's a terrible disease. I don't want to mock it, but it's yeah. We're mocking ourselves. We're not mocking the disease. <laughs> Wait, but what was I going to say about? Oh, so I would, I would, vid- I would videotape everything. Like I videotaped The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, and married with children. And um, That's funny. And uh, and then all the Israeli shows that we had back then, like if you're Israeli, you know, like Comedy Store and Zeoze and like Olama <laughs> Erev. Um, I'm saying like there, there wasn't a lot of people content. who were happy. no, there wasn't yeah, any content. We only had we needed, one right. channel, and when I was growing right. up in Israel, we only had one channel for some time. Then we had two, and yeah. then we got cable, and it was like going from, you know riding a horse and carriage to like landing on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> um, it changed, it changed everything when cable came to town. No, uh, by the way, speaking of big changes in Israel, there's, um, I got kind of excited because they're, they just opened the light rail in Tel Aviv, just like an underground light rail. And people talk about it for years. And my parents live right in the middle of the construction. Yeah. And people complain and complain and complaining for years because they're not opening the damn thing. And, and then they just um, put out yesterday, I was watching, like, the city of Tel Aviv has the best social media account. They've, like, managed to nail, like, sounding like real Tel Aviv people. Really? As opposed to a government trying to sound. They sound, they're very, they have, their their tone of voice is, like, very gay Tel Aviv funny. Yeah. And they're always, like, poking fun of Jerusalem and be like, hey, Jerusalem, you up? Like, kind of. Um, That's so funny. But they put out a video about the light rail, and it got me like kind of excited. That's so I'll funny. Put that up there. There's a whole controversy because they're not running on Shabbat, right? Like, I know. People I know. are so upset in Tel Aviv, but I'm like, good. I don't know. I support it. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot going on. On one hand, I wish it ran on Shabbat. On the other hand, I don't. Like if, if that's your main takeaway of this light rail, that's going to change everything and change traffic and change really going to yeah. change a whole city. Yeah. If your takeaway is like we shouldn't be happy because it doesn't run on Shabbat, then you're an idiot too. Yeah, it's um, true. Can we talk about like the latest controversies in Israel about Orthodox, um, like girl? There, there's a big story of a girl, a group of girls getting on a bus in bathing, not bathing suits, like bathing tops. And there were Orthodox people on the bus and they like yelled at them. And then the driver told them to move to the back of the bus. 
that really? Yeah, yeah. That was like a big, big, big conversation, Israel. There's Wait, also the driver told the girls to move to the back or the guys? Yeah, oh. yeah, the girls. And Where was then, it? Um, not a, it was like a Ashdod or something. Oh, not like not, in, not like Nebla. Not in Jerusalem, right? Um, and then uh. there was another story that turns out not to be accurate, but honestly, we've all heard stories like this before. I've been in stories like this before where you get on a plane and an Orthodox person refused to sit next to you. Oh, I, this story, by the way, is a very annoying story. Because it's annoying, but, reporter, it, ha- but it happens all the time. Okay, that's mm-hmm. true. It does happen. But this journalist was wrong because the only reason the guy asked her to move was because he wanted to sit next to his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was disgusting. So yeah. I, like, don't feel bad for her. Um, it's, oh, gosh, where? how do we tackle this issue? I think a normal Orthodox person mm-hmm. will figure out how to be respectful and also feel okay with whatever situation they're in. Like, Wouldn't you make yourself, like— this is a really weird um, comparison, but of course I have to bring it to myself. <laughs> of course. I have a problem with the sound of certain sounds. Like right. I get really, really annoyed when I hear like people chewing gum or yeah. people eating a certain way. And it, it, it can drive me insane. I'm not even joking. Like I, I can't deal. But so if something like that happens, it is very clear to me that I have to remove myself from the situation and not the other way around, unless it's a friend or somebody who knows my shtick and I'm like, please. But like, I know that this is my thing. So I'm the yeah. one who's going to move or going to, you know, yeah. Shouldn't that be the same? I th- yes. I th- and I'm not trying to make you the voice of all the Orthodox, no, 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 but, I, but okay. I am. Because- it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that two things can be true at once. I think the Orthodox community, the mo- 98% of people in the Orthodox community act normal around these issues and don't okay. make a big deal. It's We don't we, know we that, hear, by the way. We don't right. think that. We hear the crazy stories and extreme cases. So we just have to like put that into perspective, right? Mm-hmm. The extreme cases, look, every community has shitty people. So some of the time they're just really shitty people, right? And should just shut their mouths. And it makes me really upset. On the other hand, there are times where people make it really uncomfortable for the Orthodox. You know, if you're in an Orthodox space or you're in an or you don't have to be like in your face about everything. You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't do that in a Muslim space or in another, you know, you would be more respectful of another religious group. The in your faceness is a reaction to something. It's not out of On both sides though. I think it's both sides. I think both sides feel that way, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of Orthodox people feel that they're being put in a position where they have to like, say something or act in a way that they don't want to. And and the same for the non-religious people. And it's, it's yeah. I, I mean, that's I, look, probably the plain, the plain issue is complicated. Like it, it's actually not that, it's actually not that complicated. The more I think about it, like everyone should just sit down wherever they get seated and be okay with that and make it work. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, I mean, and it's not, it, you know what it's like on a plane. It's so, you're so stuffed together. And mm-hmm. if you're a guy who's really careful about, not touching women who are not blood related to you. Like if that's something that's really, really important to you and all of a sudden you're going to spend 10 hours, you know, smushed up against this, you know, woman who's not, 
I understand their instinct to not want to sit there. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not excusing bad behavior. They shouldn't be rude. They shouldn't be obnoxious. They shouldn't like, yeah, I don't mind the if they try to bad. switch with people. I don't right. mind if they ask. Exactly. Me, I if do it, I don't but. blame them, but they get such a visceral reaction from people being so angry and hateful that the mm-hmm. whole thing already has a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, why can't the flights just, I don't know, maybe there could be a button or something that says like, put me next to a man, you know, or whatever. Like, or people could just be more respectful. I've been on the plane many times. And look, maybe it's because I'm Orthodox, so I, I understand it. But I've been on a plane where men, you know, were seated next to me. And when they asked to move, I was like, of course. Like, I, yeah. I totally understand. It's just, it's, I know. I, both it's things hard are to, true. It's hard to respect extremism. I, I, I respect the yeah. fact that that somebody might not want to sit next to a woman, but I don't respect the fact that the person thinks that if they accidentally touch the woman's elbow, Right. It's going to be the end of the world. It's kind of, of like course. a like an annoying like vegan person. Oh no, you know, if like but if you just smell meat, like are you going to die? No, like I'm not going to serve you a cheeseburger. So I am usually on your side of this argument, but I'll just push mm-hmm. back on you for a second and say like you're whatever why do you get to decide what's extreme? Like these to these people this is a fundamental part of their religious practice. I mean, this is how they live. They don't this mm-hmm. isn't something that they're you know, half joking about or only do part of the time or only do it to make attention for themselves. They take it very seriously. I mean, I come from a community where men and women don't touch each other unless they are married or blood relatives. And by the way, even blood relatives don't don't always touch each other. A lot of families, brothers and sisters, once they're old enough, stop hugging and touching each other. So I only care when it, when it, when, when I'm in the picture, right? So if I'm asked to modify my behavior in any way, I care. And, and again, this is more of my values and kind of comes back to what we're talking about, the way we grew up. Like, I, I think both of us kind of grew up very much, your father's going to laugh at this, of like trying not to make other people uncomfortable, right? right? Like we, you know, we right. always it's like, and, and and not be like demanding of like putting yourself in the attention. In a way, it's very similar to like some of the young people today that are very much like demanding, yeah. you know, everybody accommodate their needs, and so once once yeah. we reach that point where I need to accommodate you in any way, and and I'll do it a lot of times, but I don't like the expectation. Yeah, of me needing I don't to know. accommodate. This isn't like us. I'm not comparing these two things, but I'm trying to think of like a time where I've been in a religious space that wasn't mine, and I like conformed to something that I was uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like it does happen. Like it. It. I went to um. Uh, what's the, not Diwali, um, the, whatever. One of the Indian, like Hindu holidays, I have mm-hmm. had some students I was really close with who were Hindus. So I went with them to one of their celebrations and it was like a big dance. And I, of course, because I'm basically Morticia, like wore black head to toe because that's all the clothes mm-hmm. I own are black. And I was like, I stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, everyone mm. was wearing the most beautiful, colorful, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. long, flowy, you know, saris. And, and the men were dressed in the most beautiful outfits. <laughs> and I felt like a moron over there, you know? Like, I looked like yeah. I was going to a funeral. I mean, honestly, I was wearing this, like, tight skirt, black skirt with, like, a tight shirt. And, like, I just looked so stupid, you know? <laughs> and the point is, I mean, it's not the same because they were probably not offended by what I was wearing, but, like, it wouldn't have killed me to, like, put on an outfit that was more appropriate for, like, this celebration mm-hmm. and not look yeah. like I stuck out so much. So, I mean, the, I, I'm just saying. But you're also not affecting them. Like, you're only doing right. that to yourself. It, I would be like, it's it's different if you're, like, 
oh, I'm coming to your celebration, so if please don't wear your colorful clothes. Well, no, but actually they didn't let anybody go into the room without with their shoes on, right? Like I had to take my shoes off, which I wear mm-hmm. my shoes till I go to bed. Like we grew up wearing <laughs> shoes. I, like, can see your, I can see you going to sleep with your shoes too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like we grew up in a house that like, you wear your shoes all the time. We, yeah. how, I could never understand when I would go to my friend's houses and everyone was walking around barefoot. Like we just did not grow up like that. You put your That's shoes so in socks funny. My on. dad doesn't like that either. And I like, I love... I'm always barefoot and flip-flops. Everybody in California wears flip-flops and barefoot yeah. at home. No one wears shoes in the house. But we yeah. grew up, a lot of Orthodox people, I don't know why, I don't know why this is, but like you get dressed with your shoes and socks. You're so, like, And that's it. And they stay on yeah. until you go to bed. Like so, my dad will go crazy sometimes while I'll get, you know, we'll have guests over or something and I'll come out of my room. This is back when I'm yeah. like, this is a recent history, like when I go stay there. And I'm showered and I look nice and everything, but I don't have shoes on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it's like, weird. I'm at home. Right. <laughs> I know. I, I We all... I and my know. toes are so nice. I got a pedicure. Like, it's not like I'm gross. It's not like I just came from, like, trekking through the mud. Well, I... You know, we wear socks all the time. I mean, I... <laughs> I <laughs> this is so funny. Who um, knew? We were... We were... Um, it's a big deal in the Orthodox, like, in the Hasidic. Socks? Yeah. Like, this... In Chabad, <laughs> it's, like, a big deal because... Orsa socks. Oh my God. I don't even know how to explain this whole thing. All my friends who are Chabad are going to laugh at this. When I was growing up, it was like, it it would say a lot about you what kind of socks you wore. So like we wore knee socks, meaning socks that go up to the knee so mm-hmm. that like you were totally covered. Like your skirt would go like just yeah, past yeah. your knee and then your socks would go all the way up to your knee. And so that was like, that was what you were supposed to wear. And then people started wearing bobby socks. Do you know what bobby socks are? Are they the ones that was like risque? They were like the socks that were rolled down and like folded down, so like it just covered like your ankle. <laughs> so like between your knee and your ankle, your skin was showing. That was like very modern, oh, and yeah, that was like bummy. We called it bummy. Like that was like you are not as religious as everyone else. <laughs> and then people started wearing no socks, and they became <gasps> that was like very scandalous. That's when they're off off the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was just, when you started telling the story, I was going to ask if there are different degrees of like kosherness to socks. I was like, I already know the answer. Oh, there's totally. <laughs> I mean, but we grew up with like the most beautiful, I mean, we would have separate socks for Shabbat. Like my mother would buy us like the Italian socks that had like the, they were like Italian. I don't know. If Remember were, the socks that had the little ball in the fuzzy ball at the back of the ankle? Yeah. No, we were like, fancy, cute. like with holes. Like they had the whole, the Italian socks had holes, like. I can't explain it. They were like knitted or something. So wow. they were like little, oh my God, they were gorgeous. But I, I still remember till today, sock. I still mm-hmm. remember till today, the first time that my mother let me wear knee highs to show <laughs> for Shabbat. And like, Wait, was, didn't you say you wear knee highs? No, because we were wearing socks. Like they were actual white, oh, thick or okay. black socks, right? Like tights or whatever. I wanted to wear like nude stockings <gasps> that was like already very mature that was like for the older girls here here so, i am feeling bad talking about porn but but you're basically t- telling us all that you were a huge slut because you went with your bear <laughs> oh my god your bear calves no it was co- they were covered i mean i was wearing knee highs like yeah but they were nude <laughs> they were nude I there's a reason they're the called time. nude oh my god i never thought of that <laughs> they were i remember the first time i wore them to soul i felt like a million bucks. You have no idea. It felt like a million bucks. I had like patent leather, you know, shoes with like my nude stockings. 
And I just thought I was the shit. I was probably like <laughs> 11 or 12 or 13. I don't know. And wow. Like, I know. You were like, I'm definitely ready to start. Uh, this is not, I should not be sharing this on the podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. We should, if, Listen, if we only shared what we should be sharing, we'd be talking oh for three God. minutes and it would be about like, I don't know, dogs. It would be about Chodesh Elul and we're doing Chodesh Elul, yeah. <laughs> I hope, yeah. I hope uh, anyway. people make it through the good stuff. But wait, what, okay, before we leave, first of all, if you do want to ask us a question as well, and we'll promise next time we'll actually pull out the questions. Yes, and, and read, read them. them. Um, askajewpod at gmail.com. Honestly, we really love hearing from you, and it's nice. It makes us feel good. Um, so, And there's really no such thing as a dumb question. I mean, if you've listened to this episode, you should know by now there's no such thing oh as a dumb God. question or an offensive question. Um, and you should follow us on Substack because uh, we want more people on our Substack because if you don't, you're an anti-Semite. So askajew.substack.com. All you have to do is go there and just put in your email. It's like a newsletter. It's not, you know, it's, you don't have to pay us or anything. You can if you want. No, um, just follow us. We don't care about Just follow money. us um, because that's how we measure our sense of self-worth <laughs> is by downloads of followers. Um, tell your friends about this podcast. Oh, uh, rate and review us five stars on Apple iTunes. That or iTunes. Wow, speaking yeah, of nineties, Apple Podcasts. Um, if you go to Apple and you follow us, um, you can just hit five star button and say something nice. Again, not just for our egos. That's very important, but to help <laughs> us reach more people, spread the good word. They say that Jews don't um, recruit, but these Jews do. <laughs> So, um, what else? Do you want to say something about our book club? Um, Yes. So, if you are interested, we are going to read, um, I mean, just put me on the spot right now and I don't have it in front of me, (laughs) Walter Russell Mead's book, um, The Ark of the Covenant. Is that what it's Mm -hmm. called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I already got the book and it looks really good. I'm excited to read it. It's about Israel, the history of U.S.-Israel relationships. Yes. And we are working on getting the author to join us. for a conversation around it. So um, if you want to um, spend the next couple months reading that book, definitely get it. You could download it or you could order it on Amazon um, and we'll have good discussions around it and we can like use our um, Substack to like have conversations about it. Oh yeah, we'll put, yeah. A, we'll put a post. Hi, Leah, we'll put a post up on Substack <laughs> about the book club. And exactly. um, what else? I don't know. We're at, it's exciting. We have, um, we have a wonderful, uh, you know, our wonderful audio guy mickey who we talk about a lot uh but we also have a wonderful producer now gabby and gabby has gotten us some really hot guests um by just emailing people which is something we haven't done we haven't really thought of uh no we've done that before but she's just much better at it um so we're excited i don't want to say who but we have some some you might might know some you might not um we have a pretty dope rabbi coming up Yes. Like I would say, oh a celebrity I'm rabbi. So excited. Yeah, um, my dad for not your dad. No, he's a different dope rabbi. <laughs> um, but um, we have some some exciting guests coming up. Uh, but if you have guest requests or if you want us to go on a podcast, uh, you can email us that as well. Um, any more like what housekeeping ish things that we? Sh- oh, we're on Instagram. I keep forgetting to yeah. say that. Um, ask a Jew, is it ask a Jew or ask a Jew pod on Instagram? It is, um, ask a Jew pod. Ask a Jew pod. Um, yeah. And <laughs> some people ask that. us. I feel like we should know that. I think <laughs> we should know. What is the name of this? It's podcast? ask a Jew pod. Yeah. Ask a Jew pod. Yeah. And, uh, we put fun things there. Like the other day, um, Chayla, oh, I don't know if we put this on the podcast the other day, Chayla, uh, 
posted about her son uh, naming his fantasy football team. <laughs> Do you want to say what he named it? He named it the Washington Foreskins. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a type of uh, content. My proudest moment as a mother. You can in you can twenty-one expect. years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else? What it's else, so fun. Else? I have all my kids home right now, by the way, for, Aww, for a week and, and a your, half. And your brothers and sisters and well, everything? Well, they're kind of, they've all, they've, they've left, but my, now my kids are all home and it's, it's really nice. Do you, uh, do you revert back when your brother and sister, when everybody's home, do you all revert back to your roles in childhood? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yes. It's yeah. just really interesting. Like, uh, you know, we're, I, I was saying we're six of us and we're all within 10 years. Mm. So we grew up, we really grew up together. It's not like we didn't, you know, it wasn't yeah. away or whatever. And so now having everybody be in their 30s and 40s, it's like we could have a TV show because everyone's life is really interesting. And we as, should have one of your siblings on. We should have Goldie on. Oh my God. I would love I to. Want, have I want to talk to Goldie. Yeah. I want to talk. Oh, Goldie, can you give me a call? <laughs> she listens. She listens to every episode. Uh, and I met your, I met two of your brothers, maybe? You met, yeah, you met Label, my youngest brother, mm-hmm. and Levy, my brother who lives here, maybe? I don't know. I can't tell any yeah. of them apart. You know that. Yeah, they all look kind of similar. Um, They're yeah. so fun. They are so fun and funny, and we've just been, yeah. like, laughing, and we're, like, in the pool all day, and, like, it's just, it's, that's it wonderful. Great. It that's, was wonderful. That's the best. Uh, I know. The best thing is, like, big, you know, big families, or even friends. Like, I had a, yeah. a weekend with our friend Nancy Rollin, um, and, uh, some, some other friends of ours. And, um, uh, it was just lovely to just have a week, like where, where you're not showing up at something, yeah. but you're just staying there and you're like lying. I, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling great. So I was like lying on the couch, reading a book and just things are happening around you and mm. people, you're having co- like a little conversation here and then getting snack. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I like those loungy days with people. Yeah, totally. You know, they're wonderful. They so are. if you don't have that in your life, that really sucks for you. And uh, <laughs> Don't say no, that. Make it happen. I, no, I was going to say, um, a lot of us met, this is embarrassing to say, a lot of us met online. We did meet through podcasts. We met through right. chat, you know, chats and WhatsApp groups. So create that that community. You never um, know who you're going to meet <laughs> online. No, this is this you is true. Know. I've met and wonderful people. And people can change your life in big, I, in big ways. My life has changed yeah. in a huge way. Obviously, since I met you. Obviously. Um, since I met some some other people that I've become very close <laughs> to. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean. Also, we have friends who've met and gotten married. John yes, and Victoria, our dear friends, are yeah. met online yeah. and through and, the podcast. And, are and another married. couple, another couple that I'm actually, I hope to see them this weekend because they're in town. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brad and Ileana, Brad and Ileana also Ileana. met through. So you never know. You, know, you can meet people who are really going to change your life. But That's have true. people around you uh, because it's nice and good. And even if you get sick of them, you know, do it for a few hours and uh, you'll feel better. Yeah. And it's really one last thing before we go. And then we really have to go because I have to cook for Shabbos. But um, I, I can't like I never believe that you can make real friends online. I really didn't. I thought it was <laughs> stupid. And like I judged people. And I st- it's funny because I still do, even though s- literally some of my best friends now are people that I've met online so yeah yeah it's uh, it's true because it sounds weird because it sounds like we met on like an aol forum right right which is uh, and we yeah. met in a totally normal way which <laughs> is totally a Zoom normal. happy hour 
So it doesn't. We're totally normal. It's yeah, totally, we're totally fine. Normal, guys, you don't need to know how we met. That's what I want to tell you. <laughs> yeah, um, and all our friends, we're all so stable and normal and healthy. But you know where a good place to make make friends is is the Substack comments. Yes, because <laughs> that helps our engagement. Exactly. But also, I've been reading. You know, last night I couldn't sleep and I looked through some of our old posts and I saw comments and people are sending the most thoughtful, some like really long, detailed comments about what we're talking about. But then also people who are like really funny and just have our sense of humor. Yeah. So make make friends there. Go make friends and shoot your shot. Maybe somebody's cute there. Who knows? (laughs) Okay. Well, all right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.